What's up, my freelancers and creatives? This is Nathan, and welcome to another episode of Traffic Talk. This is the show where you ask questions and I give you answers all while driving on my daily commute. For those who don't know, uh, I have a po- the podcast is Freelance Jumpstart TV. It's a video podcast, um, but there's also an audio podcast, Freelance Jumpstart Podcast. And Traffic Talk is really it occurs between the main episodes. So I'm releasing episodes full length for Freelance Jumpstart TV. But as a way to get you more content, um, I created Traffic Talk so where I can answer your direct questions and speak to you specifically about your unique situation. So as you saw from the title card, this is about being a bit anxious when it comes to freelancing. And there's some context around it. Uh, the person's question comes from Reddit. Like I said, there's a lot of questions on Reddit, a lot of people asking the same things, but I'm thankful because you all created this show. So your questions help create this. But the questions just talk a little bit about photography as well as um, where to find work and different things like that. But let's look at some context. First week of freelancing, feeling scared and anxious. I've always worked a desk job full time, but I quit last month and now I'm in my first week of doing freelance photography. I took a break from photography for a few months to focus on my time-consuming day job and find that I am not booking as many shoots as when I did it on the side. I spend most of my time nowadays searching for gigs instead of shooting, and I feel like a failure. It's only been a few days, but I'm starting to semi-panic and feel overwhelmed that I made the decision to quit and pursue photography too soon, and that I won't make enough money for a living. Any advice on how to overcome these fears or how to land bigger paying clients. Are these normal feelings to have when starting out freelancing? So, you know, great question and um, certain things that I wrestle with as well, just as a freelancer uh, wanting to go full time and different things like that, you wonder how will I get all of my income? You know, what will I do in those slow seasons? Um, The great thing about a full time job is it's consistent. You show up every day, Uh, You get paid every week, um, every two weeks, or every month, however the pay scale goes. And it's consistent income you can count on. Uh, Freelancing is a little different. You get projects, you work on those projects, and then you are paid. And then you have to find the next business. Sometimes you get recurring clients. uh, But freelancing, I believe you have to be more disciplined when it comes to budgeting. So really... There are a couple things you can do, but I definitely want to highlight one thing. Uh, in the life of a freelancer, budgeting is important. So you have to say and look at how much you want to make in a given year. Uh, if it's equal your salary, if it is exceeding that, more than likely if you had a daytime job and it, you made 50K, uh, you need more than 50K. You need probably about uh, 50K you would probably need at least 65K because you have to think about taxes. When you're a freelancer, you're self-employed and they take more for taxes for a day job. Um, your, most companies, you know, they supplement um, what those taxes are. So you may pay a portion of the overall taxes, they pay a portion, but self-employed tax rate is higher, right? Also, you're taxed on the profit you make as well. So uh, you, you take income minus expenses and then you're taxed on the profit. So you also have expenses. So it may be 
um, an office expense. You may get a co-working space. The list goes on. But as a freelancer, you have to shoot to aim to make more money if you wanted it to be equal to what you're receiving from your day job. So that's one thing that you have to do. And then you have to ask yourself, at minimum, how much do you want to make per client, right? And then it's simple math. So if you wanted to make 65K in a year and each client uh, you have, each client you have, somebody almost ran into me while I'm driving. But anyway, that, that's what I mean. This is daily commute. This is traffic talk. But yeah, so if you wanted to make 65K, you have to ask yourself, how much am I going to make per client? If you're a photographer, let's say it was 3,000, then that means, you know, you got to get 20 people at least. You have to get 20 people to book with you at $3,000 to get to that goal. So really, um, you need to shoot at least half of the weekends of the year, you're shooting something. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it may be. Uh, it could be weddings. It could be special events. It could be sporting events. It could be um, just overall photography for a business. It could be real estate. The list goes on. But you need to shoot um, every other weekend, pretty much, if you want to meet that goal. Of course, you can adjust your pricing. Of course, you can do other things. Of course, you can um, even sell some of your photos. That's a different story. But uh, yeah, you pretty much have to be on the grind multiple times a week or every weekend if you wanted to meet that goal. But getting directly to the question, um, the nervousness and the anxiousness about around photography, how can you find work and different things of that nature? The key to photography is you have to do more than sell pictures. You're not selling pictures. You're selling capturing moments that people can give through eternity. Um, you know, in a sense, you're creating memories. The real thing is you need to become a visual storyteller. Um, anyone can take pictures, but you need to craft the way you take pictures. It rolls out and it tells a story. Some of the most popular pictures that we've seen throughout history is through photojournalism. And there's a story that's trying to be told and they're trying to capture that through photos. So I've seen some great photos as it pertains to sporting and sporting events and different moments in time in sports. And um, there's tons of photographers who are trying to get that perfect photo because they're trying to tell a story of the entire day captured in one still moment of time. That's different than taking pictures. So just some ideas as you think about how to get consistent photography work Ask yourself what consistently goes on. I, I mentioned just in passing real estate. Every time a real estate agent wants to sell a house, um, they, they need great looking photos, right? Because they're trying to show the best effort. They need photos of the outside and they need photos of the inside. So that means you might need to go to, you go to meetup.com, you might need to go to some of these real estate meetings and just introduce yourself, give your card, say I'm a photographer, um, I can do real estate photography for you. The list goes on. Another thing you can do is wedding photography. Everyone is continually getting married. That hasn't stopped for thousands of years. People get married. And it's a great thing, as I said, to create memories. The biggest worry about that day is, you know, as, as being the bride or the groom, you're running around so much, 
you don't get a chance to see everything. So you don't even remember everything. And sometimes the day is a blur. Photos really help you look through the day and remember. And I know, because I've been in 22 weddings. So photos are important. And uh, I remember hearing from uh, an entrepreneur named Sean McCabe. He talks about how uh, they got a family friend to take photos and that person lost the photos. So their wedding day, they don't really have that many photos, he and his wife. The pain and remorse I hear in his voice and the disappointment behind it. He's still married, he's still happily married, but I heard the disappointment in his voice really wishing he had those photos. And that is what you're going for as a wedding photographer. So um, that takes time, that takes practice, but there's no shortage of those. Again, you have to get in front of those people. You, you might need to go to a wedding expo. You might need to try to talk to and reach out to uh, different wedding venues. You might need to look at the, the knot.com. You might need to go to the knot.com, find out who's getting married in your area and introduce yourself, email, reach out. Um, you might want to go on Facebook and find some of your friends, search the relationship status to see if they're engaged. If they're engaged, find that out. In a similar fashion, uh, go on Facebook, do a Facebook ad for your services, and target people who are engaged, right? Uh, and then just say, hey, I'm a wedding photographer, these are my rates. You're gonna have to play around and experiment with the pricing to get to an optimal point. However, everything I'm saying is just about choosing a specific area of focus and then introducing yourself and having conversation. Um, another great thing you can do is go to meetup.com. Uh, a lot of times as it pertains to meetup.com, there's different organizations who are gathering. Uh, maybe they need help taking photos of an event. Maybe a museum is opening and has a certain exhibit and they need a photographer. Long story short, I'm saying get creative. There are tons of events that are going on. There are tons of events that are happening and they all need photographers to help capture the moment. And again, you can position yourself a different way. It doesn't have to be you always trying to be the lone photographer at an event. There are other photographers who already exist, who already have business, who already have clients that probably need help. They probably need a second shooter. You could be that second shooter. So your target could be other photographers. I know plenty of photographers and videographers who want to offer and handle multiple events on a given day, but they can't be two places at once. Maybe you um, team up with them and then you show up to an event on behalf of their company, right? So you're like, a contractor for their company and you take pictures under somebody else's company name either way these are different ways to drum up photography business and put things out there also think about where you came from your day job more than likely um, I know because I do web design and I see this all the time with businesses more than likely the photos on your company's website are probably not that good um, that's the biggest thing I see in web design. When I get a client and I'm working with them and I'm trying to make sure the website looks good, the photography has to be positioned in a certain way so that it looks great. 
oftentimes when I'm working with people, the photos are not up to par and it makes the site look worse. So there's always this struggle of finding better photos for the website. In that respect, what industry did you come from? That very same industry, uh, you can maybe take photos for them. Maybe they their product photos don't even look good. So e-commerce, you can take product photos. Maybe they need to have a team page, right? And you, you talk about um, how the team page needs to have certain elements on it and you, they need to have pictures of their employees so people can trust them. So now you become the portrait guy for businesses and startups. Another thing you can do is many companies need help with case studies. Case studies are clients that they've worked with and they're trying to tell the story of how they improve. You can be the person who takes photos specifically for case studies. I'm just saying many different things here because the, the application of photography is limitless. I really didn't even get into how you can go around your city, take pivotal photos, and put it on a website like Creative Market or iStock Photo or Shutterstock, and you can sell the license to those photos. So you can do that in your own time as a hobby and put that out there just to get some small supplementary income because you're trying to get income any way you can. So anyway, these are all just different ideas that I'm saying as it pertains to photography. I believe you have to hustle a little more to let people know you're here because if you're trying to do photography full time, you really have to probably shoot something every week for the most part, every week. Um, if you want to look at an excellent photographer, uh, you can check out Helena Price, um, Helena Price at HelenaPrice.com. Um, a lot of her content and a lot of her photos, she just tells a story of how photography was a hobby. And then um, she continued to love it. She had a day job and then she saw there was a need in her industry because no one had good photos. So she started becoming the person to take photos in the tech industry, right? And I, I know quite a few photographers that do product photography. I talked, mentioned e-commerce in passing earlier. They do product photography. Somebody's trying to sell something and they get that product sent to them. They take excellent photos of it and then they send it back to the business. So just many different ideas. And I believe in your case, uh, you need to do what you can to get photography business each week. And that's a mixture of talking to different people and talking to different businesses and just showing them you're available. Yeah, tons of things that you can do. Well, I'm almost at my destination, so thank you for taking the time to check out this episode. I greatly appreciate it. This is Traffic Talk. You ask questions. I give you answers all while on my daily commute. Reach out to me at NathanLote.com. However you want to get a question to me, whether it be social media, whether it be directly on my website, however you want to get it to me, it's perfectly fine, and I would be more than happy to answer the question and just try to bring some value to your specific situation. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, thank you for checking this out and I will catch you in the next one. See ya.